1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and we all hear a lot about our wide-open border with Mexico, the strength of the Mexican drug cartels and their dominion over not only the smuggling of illegal immigrants and the deadliest of all drugs, fentanyl, but also their sex trafficking, human smuggling of all kinds, tens of billions of dollars pouring into the drug cartels who now control both sides of that southern border. The federal government is doing absolutely nothing. Biden bows to the cartels and talks tough. He's a Marxist, but a coward and an impaired puppet. And Biden has created the most dangerous period in our country's history, in my opinion, because he means to destroy the United States. And he's aligned himself with the Chinese, with Mexico, the drug cartels and most corrupt forces in the world. And now, imagine that you're a sheriff responsible for a county that is as large as the state of Connecticut, and you have fewer than a 1,000 deputies to maintain law and order. Joining us now is the man who lives that responsibility each and every day. Our guest is Sheriff Mark Lamb. Mark is the sheriff of Pinal County, Arizona. He's a great American working hard to serve and protect the citizens of Pinal County, to advance justice, law and order, and the American way in the great state of Arizona. Mark, it's great to have you with us on The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us, Sheriff. I know you're more than just a little busy down there right now.
0: <laughs> you can say that again. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, but yeah, we're, we're busy here, but uh, it's what we got to do. And what
1: you're doing is uh, the Lord's work, and you're not getting a lot of help, if any, from the federal government, Uh, even the state government uh, isn't uh, much help. Uh, Give us a sense of uh, what you're you're facing and uh, how you're responding.
0: Yeah, what we're facing is probably the worst crisis as far as human trafficking and drug trafficking we've seen in the history of this country. Um, every day, it just see, it seems to get worse and worse. And, uh, you know, it's a stark co- comparison to what we had two years ago under the President Trump administration. Now, since January of 2021, I mean, this has been a complete opposite. Uh, the, the lines of communication have been severed. We still work very well with the line level guys in Border Patrol and CBP and ICE, but, uh, you know, they're completely handcuffed. And, we're out there trying to help them do their job, and we're trying to protect our communities from the human trafficking and especially the drug trafficking. And uh, we're, like you said, we're getting no help, Lou, and it's, it's, it makes it tough because now the state carries the burden of what the federal government's supposed to do, and then you see your state not doing everything they could do. So yeah, it's a frustrating situation for us, and it's probably as bad as it's ever been. And the
1: cartels, they've got to be taking advantage of this moment
0: oh, the cartels are making more money now than they've ever made. And it's because of the policies or lack of policies or omission of duties from this government, um, that's really what is, is precipitating this. Now we've got, we they don't even have to go out and market. The clientele, because of our policy, You know because of what's going on in our government here in Washington, DC, they're bringing the clients right to the doorstep of the cartels. And the cartels are all too willing to take advantage of those people, um, to charge those people. To traffic those people to tra- to use them to traffic drugs into this country, um, and they're making more money than they've ever made before. And so, yeah, they they love it. I'm sure they're gonna. The White House will get a ton of Christmas cards from all the cartels for all the money they've made this, these last couple of years.
1: You know, and I wonder what everybody's getting uh, from the uh, from the cartels because this is a business proposition, and I think it's uh, fair to say. I hope it is because I say it quite often. Uh, The cartels have taken control of both sides of that southern border. We have never seen the like of this. And people, I I, I just, I think most Americans don't realize the depth of the crisis we face. Uh, And and part of the crisis, certainly, uh, maybe the larger part of it is an administration, a president who is not responding to the number of illegal immigrants that are crossing that border, the sex trafficking, fentanyl. Uh, I you know, I, Derek Maltz, a former DEA, you may know him, uh, a, a great guy, a great American. He talks about what they did in the years previous to fight uh, against all of the drugs coming across. But fentanyl right now, I mean, they might as well have a, you know, a three or four foot uh, conduit running under the under the ground to deliver that fentanyl. It, it's just it's a mass poisoning as he puts it of America. What are your thoughts?
0: I love that you use that term because I've been using that term now for a year or more that these are not overdoses because when you think of an overdose what the average American thinks of is a is a um, a drug addict who finally took too many drugs and that's just not the case. I mean youth are losing their lives uh, taking one pill. Um, cocaine addicts are, are losing their life because they've laced the cocaine with fentanyl. Same with methamphetamine, heroin. Um, and, you know, we're left to pick up these pieces. The federal government allows this poison to come into our communities at unprecedented rates. And then we have to go and we have to pick these families up when they lose a loved one, when they find their 15-year-old daughter laying in bed dead, when the dad finds his 21-year-old daughter in, uh, in the shower dead these are the pieces that we have to pick up and what answers do I give my citizens? When I, when they ask me, what are you going to do, sheriff? And, and I have a government who's, who's just allowing this to come in Lou, Let me give you the numbers for my sheriff's office in 2018 Great. and what the cartel is bringing is, are these little blue M30 fentanyl pills because the cartel knows there's a stigma in America with putting a needle in your arm or between your toes. But what we do do as Americans is we take pills. So the cartel started producing these little blue m30 fentanyl pills and we uh in just my sheriff's office in 2018 we had zero m30 fentanyl pill seizures in 2019 we had 677 pills in 2020 we had over 200,000 pills in 2021 we had over 1.2 million pills oh, and Lord. i can tell you that we will far exceed that we had a bus the other day with 400,000 pills we had um, one this year where there was three trays of food that added 220 something thousand pills, and the DEA estimates that 40 percent of all of the doses that we are recovering are lethal doses. 40 percent of those numbers that we're finding are lethal doses. That means that when we pull off 200,000 pills, we potentially saved almost 100,000 lives that could have been lost American lives to the poison that is this fentanyl and other drugs coming in. So, yeah, you can see, I'm. you can probably hear my voice. I'm passionate about this. And uh, I think it's the greatest crisis, like you said, Lou, it's the greatest crisis we're facing. And then you mix that in with the human trafficking, modern day slavery, like we've never seen it before. It is. It's unbelievable to me that the American people just haven't realized this to the point where they hold these people in Washington, D.C., Completely accountable, not a single 1 of them should get reelected.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. And, uh, and by the way, I mean, irrespective of party, uh, if they're, if this is so frustrating for, I I know you and for, uh, nearly everyone, I would think in the state of Arizona, but across the country, the farther away from that border. People seem to be a little less, uh, uh, sensitive to the dimension of the problem. There's is a, a, a moment where we've got to, to really figure out what's going on here. I mean, you say hum, human smuggling and, and, and slavery. Uh, I, I, as a young reporter, I did uh, a, a couple of reports on slavery at that time. I, the, actually, it ended up in being the, the FBI's first case against slavery, uh, slavery case uh, since the Civil War. Uh, but that had to do with labor camps and the way in which they were being operated uh talk about the slavery that you're describing
0: yeah this is this is a a slavery on on a scale that we've never seen the other day I was down in um Cochise County with Sheriff Daniels on Saturday and we had a car that they pulled over we showed up and I I speak Spanish so I was talking to these people and we were asking them how much they paid the cartel and they said they paid the cartel seven thousand dollars each however they don't pay that full amount. What they do is they pay a portion of it, and then they are beholding. They become slaves to the cartel until they pay it off, or else they'll hurt their family in Mexico, or the women are being forced to be used into the as sex slaves in the sex trafficking. Here's the thing about drugs. When the cartel traffics drugs, a pill, um, cocaine, whatever, they get money for it one time. But if you traffic a woman or a child and you put them into the sex slave here in a Amer- sex trade here in America as slaves, you will make money off of day after day after day after day. They continue to pay as long as you have them as sex slaves and they will they'll keep them uh, docile with fentanyl and with heroin and they'll keep them in that trade. The men are being forced to carry drugs across like slaves on um, the children are being forced into slavery, indentured servitude. They're being used as pawns. And when they get here, they're being put placed into sex trafficking rings. They're being um, used as la- cheap labor. This is modern day slavery. And I cannot believe that both left and right are not appalled with what they're seeing. But here's the thing, the mainstream media on the left doesn't tell this story. And they, they continue to say it's a manufactured crisis uh, by the conservatives or by the right or by the Republicans. And that could not be anything further from the truth. And every day we go without speaking about it, we become more and more complicit in this this modern day slavery and human trafficking. I don't believe I've ever heard President
1: uh, Biden, Sheriff, even use the term sex trafficking, human smuggling. No, uh, and I and I know for a fact uh, that he wants that border wide open, and, and he has to understand, as impaired as he may be, he has to understand that he is aligned and complicit with the Mexican drug cartels, transnational terrorist organizations, however you want to style them. It is madness itself, and you have uh, Alejandro uh, Mayorkas the. Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security running around acting like he is a, 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 an angel on high for for leaving the United States vulnerable to every kind of uh, harm imaginable with that border wide open. Yeah,
0: he has some answering to do as well, and and you're exactly right, Lou. This doesn't matter to President Trump, President Obama, uh, Biden, President Biden, because he has not even made a trip to the border. This is the crisis that America is facing right here. on Our front doorstep It's killing more Americans now over 100,000 Americans dying from fentanyl and yet he doesn't show up here and then his vice president makes one appearance in El Paso. Nonetheless, doesn't really even go to the border that just shows you they don't want this. Now, what they did tell you in 2020 is they were going to reinvent America, build it back better. I don't know about the rest of the Americas or anybody listening to this program today, what you thought when they said that, but that set off alarms in my head when you said you wanted to reinvent America. It means yeah. you want to tear it down and do it again. And by doing that, you have to undermine the rule of law. And but the, their, their indifference, their omission of doing their job at the border has been the greatest example of undermining the rule of law. They talk about defunding the police. They don't secure our border. All of these things are deteriorating that rule of law um, so that they can rebuild America they want, the way they want to build it. Um, I think that they, misun- they, they underestimate sheriffs across this country and the men and women who put on that badge every day, that we love this country, we love freedom, and we're going to do everything we can to protect it. And uh, so I think that's one thing that they underestimate. But you're exactly right, Lou. They're turning a blind eye to it. And, and they become complicit in it, whether they want to believe it or not. But I do believe they, they know they're being complicit.
1: I agree with you. Uh, absolutely. And, I, and I, I sort of shudder when I hear Republicans or conservatives start talking about they're just inept, uh, that they're incompetent. Uh, and, and my view is yours, uh, I, I, just exactly like yours. Uh, these people know exactly what they're doing and everything that is happening is quite intentional Uh, And the expression, build back better, build back better from what to what? Uh, The the reality is that is an analog for Obama's uh, fundamental transformation of America. It's the same thing, and it's the same policy. And people need to understand, we're right now living in the third term of Barack Obama. That's right. No one in his or her right mind thinks that this impaired president is in any way uh, setting the strategy the policy for this administration this is coming out of the Marxist Dems who are driving the Democratic Party and I think principal among them certainly must most likely be Barack Obama when you said oh Biden I thought you know that's a great expression for what, <laughs> what I think this has become uh, the
0: uh, the Biden administration Biden is the perfect patsy Biden is so compromised both morally and uh well morally and and through his son there's no question that joe biden is involved in his his business transactions with his son which are are troubling at the least um and and borderline uh traitor uh, treasonous to this country what they've done and yet they got him over a barrel. I mean, he's got to do what they want him to do because I guarantee you he is compromised on many levels. And who better to know that than Obama? Obama has to know just how compromised Joe is. And you can hear that in some of the comments he made during the election cycle. You know, He said, look, don't underestimate Joe's ability to screw something up. Um, They know exactly who they have. He's the perfect patsy and they're playing him like a fiddle. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think
1: you're making. A, I think that's a terrific analysis, and again, I I, I find it compelling. Uh, there's hardly any room there to argue with you on on your conclusions, uh, and it gets worse. Uh, whether we look at the foreign policy, you have to wonder what in the world is Biden doing in Ukraine. Uh, he's uh, driving more business for the southern border, certainly, uh, as those. Uh, all of these nationalities are now flowing across that border. But it looks like he's, you know, it's hush money uh, that he's pouring into Ukraine because it isn't, uh, it isn't a sensible policy and it's a war that he could have avoided uh, and he, his secretary of state had they known what they were doing or had the motivation to stop that war. It's almost as if that's what they wanted uh, and now they're, they're playing it out.
0: Yeah, and, and he's either tone-deaf, completely tone-deaf to the American people or willfully just neglecting the American people. We have so many issues here on our own land where $60 billion or $80 billion you give to the IRS for crying out loud. Think about the impact you could have on homelessness in this country, the impact you could have on border security, the impact you could have on all of these things. Um I mean, they threw a fit when President Trump wanted $5 billion to build a wall to protect our borders, which is their responsibility. But they didn't bat an eyelash when they put $80 billion in there for the IRS or $60 billion to send to a a country halfway across the world that none of us, very few of us in America have a relationship with. Um, It's tragic what's happening over there. But it is even more tragic to see what's happening here in our own country and our government's absolute defiance of the American people and ignoring of us. And, you know, he's he clearly showed he doesn't care about us. And that's the difference. President Trump did. You know, you can say people can say whatever they want about his tweets. I have spent enough time around President Trump to know that that man loved America. He loves freedom. He loves the American people. And he put his family and his reputation on the line to do it, uh, to take care of us. And and you know I think all of us are missing him. But uh, shame on uh, on those who 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 don't see that because that guy did a lot for us. Right.
1: I, I, I again I I think you're exactly right. And I will tell you uh, we're praying for him to uh, to get and for all of us uh, to win this election in November because it's that important. And it will set the tone uh, and at least forestall total disaster for the nation if we can at least put in check uh, this, this crazed administration and the mad uh, Pelosi-Schumer Capitol Hill uh, authoritarians who are having their way right now with almost everything. I, I mean, I love the, the law, the, the, they just, uh, the bill they just put into law. When uh, when Biden signed it, the the Inflation Reduction Act, which is all about uh, climate change, taxes, uh, it's it's just crazy what they're doing. It's Orwellian. It is American communism,
0: if you will. It is. And, you know, they're already changing their tune. It was like a day later. They're asking, well, you know, it's not quite an inflation reduction bill. I mean, immediately they changed the the what their their terminology for it their explanation for it once they got it through they they screwed us you know um alexis de tocqueville from who wrote democracy in america for anybody who doesn't know him he was sent by the french government to understand the american penal system and the greatness of america and he wrote a series of books called democracy in america but one of the point one of the quotes he has in there he says America will thrive until the day that Congress realizes they can bribe the people with the people's money. right? And we've gotten to that point, the time where Congress bribes the people with the people's money, and, um, and that's why we're in the problems we're in.
1: You know, I, I love another, uh, it's often a quote uh, credited to uh, the Tocqueville, but it was really a summation of his 750-page work uh, and de to Tocqueville, he said, uh, purportedly, but we know it now it was, a, a, as I say, a summarization, that America will remain great as long as its people are good.
0: I can give you that quote exactly. Exactly. He and says, that, uh, The quote is, he says, I search for the greatness and genius of America and her commodious harbors and in her ample rivers, and it was not there. I searched in her fertile fields and in her boundless prairies, and it was not there. I searched in her rich mines and in her vast world commerce, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and discovered her her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand her genius and greatness. America was great because she was good, and if America ever ceased to be good, America would cease to be great.
1: It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful. well, first of all, I, I, it's a book that I would recommend to everyone to read. It is, and I will not sugarcoat this, it is a chore. And it's a chore though that has an, a, immense rewards. So anyone who wants to turn to the Tocqueville, uh, it's, it's a great marker in history with which to compare uh, our nation today. And you will weep at that comparison. I assure you. Uh, you know, Sheriff, I, I, I would, I, I thank you for that for that quote, and it is uh, wonderful of you to do so. And I, I, I hope that the audience uh, enjoyed it as much as I do. A uh, Toke Bill quoting, Sheriff, of Pinal County. <laughs> I, I that's 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 outstanding. I, a gun toting, the uh, Tocqueville Bill uh, quoting. Uh, (laughs) Sheriff of Pinal County, I I want to I want to turn to a couple of things we've touched on. And one is this number of illegal immigrants crossing that border. The fair has put the estimate now at nearly five million illegal immigrants across the border uh, just during the Biden administration. And I've seen numbers. I've talked with uh, the former commissioner of uh, Customs and Border Protection. Uh, uh, Mark uh, Morgan, and you know his numbers were slightly higher than that, and I put some considerable trust uh, in those numbers that are s- somewhat higher, knowing government as I do. But this is this is an invasion by any definition. Why in the world is anyone having an argument about that reality, particularly
0: the governor of Arizona? Right. Yeah, I mean, the the, the definition of an invasion is then an intrusion by a large group of people into a place or sphere of activity or an incursion of a group of people, an unwanted incursion of a group of people into an area. And both of those apply. Like, they're not, this is exactly what it is. Not only is it an invasion, it's an invasion of people who wish ill will on this country. Now, not everybody does. But there are plenty of people, you'd be naive to think that there are not people that are coming into this country illegally that do not, that they they don't love America. They want to do harm to America. They're coming here to take advantage of us. And uh, I think the average American thinks that everybody who comes across the border is just this poor little person. Well, I will tell you that that is not the truth. A lot of them are criminals. They're they're, uh, gang members from other countries. They are violent people. They have criminal histories here in this country, and they've been sent back, and now they're coming again. I mean, it is a real problem. It is the average American is 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 sorely misled as to what the what what type of people are coming across. Um, there are good people mixed in, but we have a process in place for them, and that's what we ask. Please just follow the process for coming into this country legally if you want to come and 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 have a piece of the American way. And
1: we're hurting ourselves
0: because now you
1: have people who are giving up on the system, the legal system, uh, when they can see that you can just, uh, you know, put seven thousand dollars in the pocket of the cartels. I mean, that's an act uh, to me that is uh, immorally. I would, I would hope for anyone. I understand the motivations uh, of. Uh, the poorest people who are trying to get there. And and to put that number, that amount of money in the hands of the cartel is to me just disgusting, appalling, uh, and uh, immoral. Yeah. And yet millions of Americans, and there are millions of Americans, are doing just that, whether it's through the sex trade, whether it is through illegal alien smuggling, whether it's drugs, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, doing business with the cartels uh, is to to support the enemy of America.
0: Yeah. And Lou, Lou you, I know, you you know, the financial world much better than I do. But, you know, I remember back when President Trump was trying to pass get five billion dollars for border security. I remember seeing the figures that at that time we were losing an estimated one hundred and thirty billion dollars in lost tax revenue. Uh, from the people that were making money here in America that weren't paying taxes. And they were balking on $5 billion when we were losing 130 billion. That number has to be because of the amount of people that have come in 5 million people that have come in. That number has to be uh, so much higher than that. So you talk about the lost tax revenue that this country is having another big issue for the financial side of America, where we're already in an inflation a a recession, and now you want to, take money that these people are making under the table that they don't pay taxes on, and they're sending it back to their respective homes, whatever country they came from, because that's why they're here. They're sending that money back and they're leaving a giant hole in our economy where that money's not being put back in. That's not going to help us in a, in a recession or during the this inflation we're seeing. Um, there is a huge economic impact above and beyond the moral issues that we deal with on the human trafficking and drug trafficking, there's a financial aspect that is crippling to America that I don't hear hardly anybody talk about. And that, to me, is another crisis that we're facing here in America that is precipitated by their inability to control the southern border. Yep. Uh,
1: the, the idea, there's these remittance payments by uh, illegal immigrants in this, in this country back to their families, Uh, whether it be Mexico, Central America, wherever it may be, were estimated some years ago at about $30 billion a year. I've always believed, again, that number was modest uh, compared to the reality. And you're exactly right, the impact on our economy. uh, This is money that should have been invested, that should have been saved by those people to prepare for a better life here. Uh, And I also understand the motivation of taking care of their family back home, whom they had to leave uh, to come here to make more money. It's all very uh, complicated, uh, complex. But on the other hand, it's straightforward. What we are doing is losing control of our border. We are losing control of what America is, because this is de facto uh, the North American Union. Uh, as it was styled under George W. Bush, which was a brilliant idea to drop all of the borders uh, between uh, Canada uh, and Mexico to make, uh, to make NAFTA, it, it would render NAFTA to be uh, actually beneficial by comparison, uh, as devastating as it's been to the U.S. economy. And what we're permitting uh, is this administration uh, to just simply remove that border create a de facto North American union that will affect our middle class and working men and women for, for, I think, decades to come.
0: Exactly. Because it's class warfare. When you have these American communists like we're seeing now, what they want to do is create an elite class and the rest of us paupers. And that's really, when you look at the things that they're doing, that's what the intent is. And I, I think that's what the intent is. And I think that's what the outcome is going to be is uh, hoard all the money into the elites and leave the rest of us paupers to serve them at their, at their, um, at their leisure. Isn't it,
1: I, I, I think it's interesting that Donald Trump was the first one to say, the elites aren't so elite in this country, not nearly as elite as they think they are. The people are elite uh, and we need to get that straight for once and for all. Uh, unfortunately, now, People are talking about five, six million illegal immigrants in this country. But I don't hear anyone asking, well, where are they going? Where are they living? Who's supporting them? How much money is it costing the taxpayers, the local taxpayer, the state taxpayer, the federal taxpayer? And we know it's by the billions. You can't do it for less than that. uh, And they are supporting them across the board. We are talking about skills, education levels nearly all of them have very, are deficient in education they're deficient in school uh, schools uh, in any sort vocational as well none of them have trades to speak of so we are now no longer importing uh, you know excellence and skills and education who will drive the economy we're importing frankly poverty and uh, the uneducated uh, because the elites
0: want them to be available for labor. That's exactly it. You're exactly right. You nailed it. And, you know, my job, I talked to a congresswoman out of Washington, and and uh, kudos to her for even getting on the phone with me. She's a Democrat congresswoman, and she uh, she said, well, what about all the good people coming across, Sheriff? And I said, well, let me put it this way, congresswoman. If I had 10 people that I wanted to put in your home. Five of them were good and five of them were bad. And I couldn't tell you which ones they were. Would you do that? And she was quiet. And I said, you're quiet because you know that you would never do that. And I would tell you as a law enforcement official, don't do that. I said, let me take it even further. Let me say that nine of them are good and one of them is bad, but that one is a sex offender, a child molester. And I can't tell you who it is. Are you going to let them in your house? Mm -hmm. She was quiet again. And I said you're quiet again because you know that is not you you wouldn't do that that would be crazy I said it is my job as a sheriff to stop nine good people so that I can stop that one bad person you know why because we have a a process in place and they should follow that process if they don't follow that process then guess what I have to stop them all because I don't know which ones are good and bad, and I can't afford to have those bad people in my country, in my communities, or going throughout the rest of America, because the reality is they don't stay in Texas or Arizona. This is a problem, this is, this is not a red or blue problem, this is a red, white, and blue problem. They're yes. gonna go through, through to every state across this union, and your own government is taking them out there.
1: You know what I like about the ratios uh, that you construct there, Is I'd like the Congresswoman to to think about the ratios that are serving in the U.S. Congress or the U.S. Senate or in the White House right now. What percentage would she say are good people? And what percentage would she say uh, might as well be uh, felons because of what they're doing to our school systems, what they're trying to do to our children, what they're permitting to be done to American citizens? because they ultimately become murderers Uh, they become uh, complicit in sex trafficking with the policies they pursue and they are trying to destroy the american family as they do so
0: absolutely that's the other strength of of america the rule of law and the family unity those are the two strengths and that's why they're pushing these they want you to tolerate behavior like the trans movement or or now you're, you're seeing them be, and I said this 10 years ago, you watch, they're gonna to try to start justifying um, men or uh, adults being attracted to minors. They will justify that behavior. And we're seeing that more and more. And it's all designed to undermine the family unity because that's been one of the strengths of America along with the rule of law. And we're seeing it happen right before our eyes. You know,
1: I, as I look around and, uh, you know, our family, uh, and our extended family and uh, friends, the, the, all that people are contending with. Uh, and and to, irrespective of your socioeconomic uh, standing or whatever, uh, it, it is it's happening to everyone in America, whether it's fentanyl, whether it is sex trafficking, whether it is uh, in our schools, these mad CRT, uh, initiatives that have been were started under, really, Barack Obama and pushed throughout government, uh, business now. Business, people forget that border, by the way. Uh, corporate America is endorsing it, and, and make no mistake about it. They think that they need economic growth to have uh, uh, economic wealth generated, which is not true. It's easy. It's much easier, but it's not true. And you can just look at Europe and see how, Uh, They have done with a a population that is growing far slower than our own, or at least it was until suddenly Angela Merkel decided to open up Germany to 5 million uh, illegal immigrants. It's it's a stunning development when you look at what corporate America has become and what they are endorsing, whether
0: it's primarily left wing policies. Capitalism is what has always kept America and government in check because you could push these crazy policies, but then the marketplace would regulate it and the marketplace would balance it out. But now you have complete control of of the government and they've somehow infiltrated into corporate America and capitalism is no longer keeping government in check. Capitalism is actually beating the American public down with the government. And so, that's we're broken in America. We've lost our moral compass for one thing. We're no longer the good country we used to be, like Alexis de Tocqueville talked about. And then we're we've got our capitalism, which is no longer keeping government in check by market, by the market regulating itself. They are they are regulating the market now. Um, it's crazy where we're at, and I, I don't know. I don't think I have all the answers. I don't espouse to have hardly any of the answers. I try to focus on what my bailiwick is and control what I can control and uh, and hope that everybody else does their job.
1: Well, you have a heck of a job, and I think we ought to put that in clear perspective for everybody listening to us. Uh, sheriff Lamb uh, is the sheriff of Pinal County in Arizona. Uh, has a pretty big area. Why don't you tell our audience just how big uh
0: the county is yeah our county is 5400 square miles which is about the exact size of the state of Connecticut we have about a half a million people in the county 600 plus employees a budget of 50 million dollars so it's we stay pretty busy and we're not on the border we're about 50 to 60 miles off the border but we have a desert area that is an Indian reservation on the south end of our county where the cartel pushes military-age men in camouflage clothes and carpet shoes and backpacks through that desert we also have the i-8 interstate and the i-10 interstate which are main arteries for the cartels bringing their their poison into this country um poison that we try to stop from getting out throughout throughout the rest of america and it's also their main um artery for trafficking humans into this country so yeah we've got our work cut out for us
1: i just thought everybody should know that they're talking about we're talking about the state, the state of Connecticut. I wouldn't, we're talking about your jurisdiction uh, and it's, it's a lot for 600 folks to take care of. It really is amazing uh, to think that the challenge that you face, the threats that you face. Uh, and as a nation, we're, we're talking about, again, illegal immigration, but that means that we're not focused on those people who want to come here Based on merit, based on their skills and what they can bring to this country, uh, we are now, you know, we're taking in people who the cartels decide we will take, uh, and that is madness itself.
0: Yeah, well, our system is broken, and it's broken by the same people who continue to complain about it, and that's Congress and Senate. And what it had done, you find somebody, I know, I talk to people all the time that are trying to come to this country legally, and they're frustrated because our government is doing nothing to help them, but we've completely opened the door to the people who we don't necessarily want and, and people who are willfully breaking the law and are coming to this country illegally. That seems to be okay, but the people who are trying to do it right, we're not doing it. We're, we're, we're failing them, and the people responsible for that are Senate and, and Congress.
1: And those very same people are responsible for the uh, integrity of our elections, and they failed miserably in 2020. Absolutely. And I I know that the uh, the sheriffs group is the sheriffs groups are, are getting together to to monitor uh, to monitor the upcoming midterm elections. Give us a sense of what the sheriffs across the I I've got to say this about the sheriffs too folks. The sheriffs represent I think just absolutely essential critical uh, law enforcement in this country. For one nearly all of them are elected. And that is an important counterpoint to the corruption that exists in so many uh, police departments across the country. I'm not saying all police departments are corrupt. I'm saying some are. But I'm telling you, most sheriff's departments are such an important counterweight against police departments that have so many political pressures applied to them. Not that the sheriffs don't have their fair share (laughs) But compared to the police departments where they're working for political appointed chiefs and so forth, uh, I just want to say, Sheriff, to you and to all of the sheriffs, uh, you're greatly appreciated.
0: Thank you. And you're sure you're right, Lou. The sheriffs will be the last line of defense in this country. We are elected directly by the people, and there's power in that. Um, the president can't tell me all his executive orders; they don't mean anything to me. If um, the uh, governor can't tell us what to do. The only people that can tell us what to do are our actual constituents. And, and it was designed by that, like that as another check and balance into our society. And we recognize that. That's why we started a group called Protect America Now. And you can check that out at protectamericanow.com. Those are sheriffs standing up for the rule of law, against bad policies, and for the constitutional rights of the people. And then as I saw these election issues... I got a hold of True the Vote, who I think does amazing work trying to protect yes, sir. elections. And I got a hold of him and I said, I need to help you. How do we do this? And so I've been working with True the Vote, and now we have protectamerica.vote. Please go support us. And what we're trying to do are our public service announcements so that you know what the laws are, and you can't put more than one ballot in the box. There's very narrow allowances for that. Um, you can't vote for somebody else. You, uh, we try to educate people on what the voting laws are and also we give them a conduit. If they see something that's not right, they can report it to us or their local sheriff. And we're going to do the best we can to protect it. I'm going to, I'm working to try to see if I've offered our services for cleaning up our voter rolls. We are going to monitor the videos, um, that are at our ballot boxes every day to make sure that nobody is brought violating laws there. There is so much that we are able to do as sheriffs, and we're going to do it. And I'll tell you what, the left is coming after me for this. They don't oh. like it. Um, they come at me at every board meeting, and it's because I want election integrity. And that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what your party is, whether you're Republican or Democrat. We should all want fair elections. Um, ask Hillary Clinton and Stacey Abrams. They're two of the people that bitch about it the most, about how uh, of how they were robbed. That, well, everybody should want fair elections, and that's what our goal is to have fair elections. Doesn't matter party.
1: Well, well said, and uh we're delighted that you're engaged in it and and, and, and leading the way. Uh protectamerica.com and protectamerica.vote. Uh we urge you to go there. We'll be keeping that up on our website uh and we'll be letting everybody know. Uh, through this, this podcast, so we appreciate it. Sheriff, we've. Reached the point where uh, we we uh, give our guests always the last word uh, and your
0: concluding thoughts, if you will. I just want to say that America is still the greatest country in the world. Don't listen to the media or the politicians that tell you otherwise. That's why over 300,000 people show up to our borders every month, because this is still the greatest country in the world. And Lou, you and I talked about this before. Don't get caught up in the chaos that this these leftists and these progressive want you to see with everything going on. You need to stay focused. You need to have your wits about you. There's a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And if it's not on your your, your daily or weekly or monthly reading list, please put it on there. As a man thinketh. The last quote is also the last quote in my book, American Sheriff, Traditional Values in a Modern World, which you can get on Amazon or if you get it at sheriffswife.com, I'll sign a copy of it. But the last quote says, Keep your hand firmly upon the helm of thought. In the bark of your soul reclines the commanding master. He does but sleep. Wake him. Self control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. Say unto your heart, Peace be still. You must. Get wake that commanding master up and get him to the helm of the ship in these rough waters. Trust in the Constitution. Trust in in that this is that it's got God's stamp of approval on it, and that this is still the greatest country in the world. And together, as Americans, we the people, we will save this country and restore it to its greatness. I love it. I
1: absolutely love it. Where I, I will say first, Amen. Uh, and God bless you for sharing that with all of us. Uh, and I, I like the, the, the thought uh, as, uh, as a man thinketh, so he is. And uh, And it's just a, it's a truism that is it's really inviolate. And by the way, within that, uh, we'll be pushing every, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be hawking every one of those things uh, because I think that's a wonderful, wonderful, uh, valuable, uh gift to our audience today so we appreciate it sheriff and i've really enjoyed talking with you
0: well i appreciate it lou and i thank you for being a great american and for your voice i know it's not easy where you're at and at your level but you've continued to be a voice of truth a voice of of freedom and uh an american voice and i along with so many other people thank you for for being that strong voice
1: very kind thank you sheriff appreciate it God bless you. Uh, Just a great great talk. Thank you, Lou. God bless you, too. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Tomorrow, our guest will be Attorney Joe McBride, attorney for some of the January 6th defendants trying to win justice for his clients who straight out are political prisoners of the left. Please join us here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.